Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hey, Michelle. Morning. How are you guys doing? Everything's great. So you're filling in. You've filled in multiple times this week on the uh, fast lane, and you're back at it this afternoon. Yes, sir. I will be in the fast lane with Jamie from two to six. So uh, it's great to have Michelle joining your former show. Yes. Uh, it was Kierker and Swalman. Now it's the opening drive. And uh, first of all, we miss you. How's everything going? Uh, I miss you guys, too. I miss St. Louis. I got off the plane yesterday, and I, I turned to my mom, and I go, oh, it smells so great. It smells like grass. <laughs> 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 you don't realize when you live in a city where there's not a lot of grass that you miss the spring hmm. smell of grass. So it's great to be home. It's great to breathe some St. Louis air. Great to see you guys, and great to see a blues win last night. Yes. I got to be at Enterprise Center and see the win. Hashtag LGB. That's right. So one thing that has happened over the years... Carrie and Brooke, is that whether Michelle was the producer of the Fast Lane or when we were co-hosts together on Character and Smallman, she would always issue little challenges to me. <laughs> okay. With the knowledge that at some point she could get me to acquiesce to said challenge. Right? Like, that's why I have a tattoo. It's it's solely because of Michelle Smallman. That's true. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but last year, right before Good Friday... You know of my affinity for Reese's, Mm -hmm. which is a a spectacular blend of chocolate and peanut butter. And what did you ask me to do? So, no, no, no. Let's back it up a little bit here. So, Randy will make comments about how he can eat a lot of food. Uh And he he throws down these these very bold statements. I could win a taco eating contest. Or (laughs) I could, that one pound Reese's chocolate bunny, I could take that down easy. Okay, if you're going to throw it out there, then I say we do it. And let's do it with the microphones open. So, Randy said he could eat a one pound chocolate bunny, which I don't think I could even do in 24 hours. Randy claims he could do it in an hour and I said okay well we're gonna do it let's, let's get the bunny let's start the clock and let's see if you can actually get this done I, I have to ask when he got done because he did it from seven to eight one hour correct seven yes. to seven fifty five seven to seven fifty five how was the, the the next two hours of the show with him sort of just down in the sugar low because I'm sure the sugar high didn't come until around 1030 yes. and then another crash so how was that really working with him but him not really working Carrie, that's an amazing question. <laughs> so for the first hour of the show, Randy buzzed through this Reese's Bunny. I have never seen anything quite like it. I was in awe of him for 55 minutes. Because you have to understand, he's eating this and talking and that's doing the so show. That's so crazy. So his actual eat time, Randy, I mean, if we boiled it down, what was it, like 27 minutes Probably of actual not. eat time, which is really amazing. You were taking water breaks, you are taking Cardinals break. I mean, we're just, we're chatting sports as he's mowing through this chocolate bunny. And then, and then I would say, uh, it, you know how there's the five stages of grief. Yeah. Randy kind of went through the five stages of a of a one pound chocolate bunny in 55 minutes. It went from glory to the shakes because there was some shake in there for I think a, a oh good 20 gosh. minutes. Uh, the sugar hitting the bloodstream. Randy had the shakes. 
Then at one point, uh, we had stage three, which was the gag reflex. <laughs> I remember having to bring. Yes. I had to bring a, a trash can over to him during the segment. Yeah, Michelle's because, taking care of me. I mean, she's beautiful about this. Oh, God. Because I'm looking over at him and he's like, in the blues. <laughs> you can slowly see it trying to make its way back up. Then we went to stage four, which I like to call the food coma. I okay. had to kind of take the mic and run with it you for. Did for a while because Randy was just in an absolute food coma and couldn't talk. But I would say around 9.45, maybe towards the end of the show, we came back. Randy kind of resurrected himself and came back. Yeah. I, I, I do believe that my the shade of my, 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 my pigmentation <laughs> may have left my face for a while. I I, I kind of turned to white there. You were as white as a ghost, Randy. It was, I oh was concerned God. for your health. I was like, do we need a medic? Was this, was this safe for his health to be consuming this much sugar this early in the morning? I don't know. Or, and you still ever. like them, too, right? Love them. I feel like when you have of them the other day. Yeah, yeah, I feel like once you if you overdo it, then you don't want to have any more. I don't, I don't have that problem. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's kind of like when people have a bad night with alcohol. Some people, you know, if it's, let's say oh. it's Jaeger, you smell oh. it and you can't, yeah. you can't even stomach it. Mm-hmm. I would think, Randy, you would see a, a chocolate bunny or a Reese's and you would say, never again. Not for no. me. And, and as you've pointed out, there are different qualities of Reese's. And yes. That Reese's, <laughs> that bunny, had the ideal chocolate to peanut butter ratio. <laughs> it was, it, it was... What, it was like a foot tall. It was. It was. It, you picked it up. It weighed a pound. Oh my gosh! But also at this time of year, never thought about this. But when they have the egg-shaped Reeses, they're very fresh because they only make them for this time of year. The eggs are the top tier Reeses. It's not even yeah. close. A hundred percent agree. Christmas tree Reeses also amazing proportions. Right. So they the, are really. Yes. Or the pumpkin. I like the pumpkin ones mm. too. Yeah. Those are good. Which I think it's pretty much the same as the tree ones, just oval. In but it feels different. It feels different. Yeah, you know? it does. Uh, Reese's sponsor us. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Honestly, big time. what are you doing? Michelle, do I need to, uh, with these, I'm, I'm trying to talk them off the ledge with the Cardinal starting pitching. Add another one to the list, Randy. <laughs> yes. Where are the keys? Is the panic bus still parked in Creek Corps? Can I get a ticket? I know it's the first slash second week of the season, but it's not great. It's not, but it is. It's the first week of the season. Thank you, Tony. Miss you, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Um, I I just don't know, Randy. I it's it's not looking good. Normally, things start out good, then there's a dip, and and you expect the calibration at some point. You don't really expect it to start out rough and then get better. No, but they'll, <laughs> it's, yeah, we we don't have Wayno. You don't have your your main guy, and if all it takes is one start, and Flaherty's going to get ten plus strikeouts tonight, and then everything will fall in place behind that. But also, what happened with the 2011 Cardinals? Oh yeah, that was not good. That first week of the season, that's where that came from. Yeah. Is that Tony uh, had to say that because we were complaining about what was going on in the first week of the season? I think the issue is all off season. Everyone said. What are we doing with the starting pitching mm-hmm. rotation? Mm-hmm. 
What are we doing? Are we adding anyone? Why did we let Quintana leave? Why didn't we resign him? Why didn't we resign him? Who is? What are we going to do if Flaherty is hurt? What if Miles Michaelis doesn't do? What is? What if Jordan Montgomery and that was just an anomaly and he pitched well and he's not really that? What are we going to do? And all of those things that you panicked about are coming to fruition right now. And that's where Michelle wants to get on the panic bus, and I want to be right behind. Hey, let's go. I'm. <laughs> we can go together. We are all here, ready to get on because. We saw this as a problem in the offseason, and it felt like it wasn't corrected, and now you're seeing it happening in, in real time, and I think that's where the panic come from, comes from. I remember saying to Anthony Stalter, I was filling in on the fast lane during spring training, and I said there's a lot of questions surrounding this rotation, and it could turn out amazing if all the, the cards fall the right way, no pun intended. But when do starting pitchers ever uh, an entire rotation ever get through a season unscathed it it never ever ever happens it's kind of statistically impossible so you're entering a situation where you know it's likely not going to have the outcome the the most positive outcome that you expect so with that being the case then why isn't there more of an insurance policy and i know that they have a lot of young pieces that they need to suss out so that they can figure out who they want to move in order to acquire that pitcher at the deadline i get all of that but you kind of have to hope that you get to a good position in order to be able to do that. That is 100% legit. And that's something that I thought during the course of the offseason. But I don't think that these guys have fallen off that quickly to that point. I still think Miles Michaelis can pitch. I still think Jordan Montgomery can pitch. I still think Stephen Matz, Matz can pitch. We could have right now, if, if the Cardinals would have been willing and able over the last couple of years to spend money and players, they could have gotten Blake Snell, Zach Gallen. Uh, Max Scherzer, and let's just throw Corbin Burns and uh, Lance Lynn in there. Corbin Burns, 9.64 ERA. Lance Lynn, 9 ERA. Nat Snell, 7, or uh, Blake Snell, 7.88. Zach Allen, 7.59. Scherzer, 6.35. And I'm sure people in those cities are worried about those pitchers. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, those guys have pretty good histories. And I would tend to believe that Max Scherzer's going to wind up being pretty good this year. And not, probably not wind up with a 6.35 ERA. But Corbin so, Burns, I, I would take Corbin Burns on my team right now, even though he has a higher ERA than any of our guys. I would love to have Corbin Burns in the fall. Okay, but if if you're going into a playoff series and you have Corbin Burns and you give him the ball, you feel good about him. Right. Who is your number one guy right now that's, if you're going into a playoff series? That's why they have to get a guy at the deadline. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Or it, it would not surprise me if in game one of the playoffs, Gordon Graceffo is the Cardinal starter. Whoa. Would not surprise me at all. Because that's the one guy in this organization, pending health of Jack Flaherty, that can start a game and strike out 12 or 13 guys. It feels so good to be this worked up about baseball this early. And to be talking about, about who's going to get the ball in a potential playoff series. Man, it feels good to be home. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, that's one of the things you miss out on at ESPN. Yeah. Just talking baseball. In general, yeah. Cardinal baseball. <laughs> As the uh, former Illinois High School Soccer Player of the Year at Belleville Altoff, Michelle Smallman is a huge soccer fan. All in. All, all in on St. Louis City SC. That's right. Uh, I love, Randy, that every time you you introduce me as a soccer player, my title grows. <laughs> yeah. I went from, oh, she's the captain to she's the, the academic All-American state champion in soccer, highly recruited. None of that's true, but I guess I did play. <laughs> and you're going to, after you're done with us, do your weekly podcast with Moon, which is called Soccer 101. How have you enjoyed? Because you were so all, you are so all in, but you watched this from ground zero with St. Louis City SC. How much fun are you having watching it? It's hard to describe because 
all of us watched them build this. And I, I don't know how many times, Randy, in the morning we would say they have done this flawlessly. I don't know that you could build a team and do it any better than the folks over at City did. But we would have that caveat. How is it going to translate when they actually hit the pitch? And it couldn't have been any better. I mean, an historic start. The team just looks like they knew what they were doing. So many teams, even an established team, when they bring in new players, there takes time. And there's time that's needed for them to gel, that cohesion. You have to learn the system, all of this. And I know that they obviously had the preseason, but for them to be able to get this collection of players together in such a short amount of time and put together the group and the product that we're seeing is it's simply remarkable. And shout out to all the people at City, to Lutz and uh, to Coach Carnell, to John Hackworth. They did a magnificent job. Yeah. I mean, even Moon talked about it earlier about how some of the other expansion teams didn't get this luxury of just having everything set up. Even I was in Nashville when they were awarded an expansion team and they've been playing in Nissan Stadium for a while before. Before their stadium was ready. So this is really rare to have all this set up. And they even brought in those players early, like Roman Berkey got in last summer and you're seeing it pay off. And I mean, what Carolyn and them have built is truly amazing because it is working well. It is. And, you know, you just said something and it made me think as difficult as the pandemic was, that extra year benefited mm-hmm. them so much. And I yeah. don't think we we think about that enough, how this might have looked different had they had the original timeline that was set in place and how getting that extra w- runway and uh, give that time to really do this in a thorough manner really helped them out. Yeah. I was going to ask, is that an apple on your... Uh... It Jackie, is. is that it's a, like it's representing a, the big apple? It is, you oh, know. So okay. I actually I um am staying at my parents' house and mm-hmm. I didn't pack a lot. I was okay. just like, Oh, let me get on the plane. I have clothes at my parents' house. So it's always really fun when that happens because you kinda have to go through your old clothes <laughs> from college and high yeah. school at your parents' house and make it work. <laughs> and so this is an old jean jacket that I found and I found all these pins and one of them was a bedazzled apple. And since Very I live nice. in New York City, I was like, Let's throw it on. Shout out to my new my new digs, but it'll never be home. You know, yeah. St. Louis is always home. Good. And uh, Michelle is old school enough so that she'll walk in here at some point with a football Cardinals t-shirt. Uh, I have a football Cardinals t-shirt and a sweatshirt from back in the day. Oh. My mom used to actually work for the football Cardinals really? when she moved here from New Jersey. So she kept all of her clothes, which is amazing. That hey, is awesome. By the way, because of your pride in the city, and Carrie and I talked about seeing the stadium at night as you're driving past it. Mm. Hadn't that just changed the the landscape of market and just being in downtown St. Louis? Absolutely. And I hope that we continue to see that revitaliz- revitalization of downtown and especially in that mid-corridor right there. Because it, you know what else is amazing is it completely transformed the landscape while also not taking away from what was already there. Mm-hmm. The way that it complements Union Station and it just kind of blends in yes. while also standing out. I, I don't know how they were able to do that, but it looks so beautiful. And I know that a lot of St. Louisans see that building and they take a lot of pride in it. It's pretty amazing. I don't know if I told you this, but uh, somebody's making a 30 for 30 about the Rams move. And it's not us? It's not us. But it's going to be good. Are you going to be interviewed? I was interviewed. Oh, great. Oh, wow. And the the sad part is is that they want to give both sides. So I guess they want to give the lies and then the truth. Hmm. Uh, So... (laughs) 
So the other side is what? We wanted to leave and we did everything possible, including things that were illegal, to make it happen. But I wonder if they're going to actually say that. Mm, probably not. No. Is Kronky going to be? Were, who, who, would they no, tell it, you it that? It depends on who's putting yeah. it together. Yeah, uh, Stan is not interviewed. Going to be interviewed? He's not, no. He, I'm sure he was extended the offer. Right. But he probably declined. He's such a jerk. Because yeah. what's he going to say? <laughs> what is he truly going to say? Yeah, uh, right. He can't say anything. He can't say anything. At this, he I mean they already settled everything, so it doesn't matter what he says at this point. It really does it? doesn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he could say, yeah, yeah, I did it, and what? I'll give you guys seven hundred ninety million dollars. That would be refreshingly honest from him. Actually, actually, this would be his opportunity to speak because he could really dunk on the situation. He got the move. He got the building he wanted. He got the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. He lost the lawsuit and an entire city hates him but he got everything he wanted if he was mm-hmm. ever going to speak this is kind of the time to do it you know what i love what they have to spend a hundred million dollars to change that stadium's floor for the world cup it's not big enough for the world cup so they, they either have to lose it or and by the way they planned on it but it's still another hundred million dollars so and they're going to have to take out yards of both sides of their stadium take out seats so that they can play the world cup in there because the, the surface isn't big enough for, for somebody who does this for a living and who wanted this so badly and who planned this for a really long time man did they screw that up yeah <laughs> well i think we could start with this if you're building an edifice in southern california it should probably be earthquake proofed <laughs> That makes sense. It's not. It wasn't when they started. That's one of the reasons that it's $6 billion. Oh, my God. They didn't think of that part of it. You're telling me Good that he tried them. to find ways to get around spending extra money? No I think way. they were just incompetent. I think they were just, I don't think they understood. I don't, that you have to do things. They also had to put a special coating on it because a metal stadium five miles from LAX might cause problems with the radar system. Mm. And so they had to put a special coating over it so that the metal didn't cause problems with the, the radar system at LAX. And didn't they have to to build it underground because yeah. of, of flight patterns at LAX Yeah, too? it's 100 foot deep into the ground, yeah. yeah. But it's, by all accounts, a beautiful stadium. Aside <laughs> from the fact that it's a, a beautiful stadium with a roof that rained on the national championship football game. Yeah. Aside from that. Not, not great. But didn't somebody die too during the construction yeah, a of it? People, but he didn't care. That, I feel like that curses the place a little bit, right? Well, you'd hope. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we can do is hope. It is great to see you, Michelle. It is great to see you all. Thank you for having me in, and have a happy Easter. You too. Yes. Have a good Friday. Oh yes. And, you know, we, we we did the we did the whole thing about greatest comebacks in sports history. Don't crucify us for that, okay? <laughs> oh, Randy. It's been a while since I was able to say that, but Randy!